It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, whether it's the pandemic or the surge in the investment world, it seems that more and more people are looking to retire before that magical age of 59 and a half. If that's you, how can you get access to your retirement investments while avoiding the 10% early withdrawal penalty? We've got our ideas on today's episode. Isn't it funny that you have to you have to uh, celebrate half birthdays in retirement? I mean, like it's so strange. I thought that ended when you were six, and yet 59 and a half <laughs> is a big deal. And 70 and a half used to be a big deal. Yep. Now at 72, they're talking about moving at 75. If you have questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can submit your questions a few different ways. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there on the right. Turns into an email. comes right to me, and I put it in the queue. Uh, and then all over social media. That's where we get most questions and most engagement. So YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Just search The Wise Money Show. Follow us there. All right. You probably didn't think of it this way, but when you opened up that retirement account, you made a deal. You made a deal with the devil. No, I'm just kidding. Almost. It's the IRS. Um, you made a deal and said, listen, <laughs> I'll put this money in here and you give me some tax treatment. Okay. Some tax favorability. All right. So whether that's pre-tax, a tax deduction on the way in or tax deferred growth, maybe tax free when I take it out. That's that. Hey, I'll, I'll use this account if you give me these tax goodies. And in exchange, I promise, scout's honor. I won't touch this money till I'm 59 and a half. And the IRS says, deal. Okay, we got it. But then, of course, you can touch this money. It's your money. And the IRS says, well, if you touch this money before age 59 and a half, we're not going to give you those tax benefits. In fact, we're going to add a little penalty, 10%. Okay, so that's how it works. That's the deal. But then because the tax code in the, in the United States is the most complicated on the planet, there's always exceptions to those as well. So we're going to talk about those exceptions. What if you retire because of you're just ready or there's health reasons or whatever? You retire before age 59 and a half. How can you access money? Where, where, I mean, Social Security doesn't start that early. And now you don't want to pay this 10% penalty. What are your options? Some unique options with the 401k. Let's talk about it. Well, yeah, this this doesn't pertain to every single 401k out there, but it's kind of a little known fact that if your plan was written uh, with these rules in place, if your employer elected this, some of you may be able to access your 401k at age 55 or after age 55. You have to retire after the day you turn 55. So this is down to your birthday. Oh, uh, I, I think I think okay. there's even an exception there. It's the year in which you've got to retire the year in which you turn age 55. Okay. Yeah. So there's it, there's even another uh, Maybe exception. I've been too conservative then all these years. <laughs> well, you don't want to mess this up for That's sure. That's for sure. But because it makes a difference on whether or not you, you get some earlier access or you've got to wait all the way to the traditional 59 and a half. 
And uh, basically, again, you've got to check what's called um, your, your plan description or your, um, your 401k plan document, which you could get access from your actual employer to see if this is baked into to your particular retirement plan. So if it is, and you know, many of the larger plans are where they, they have this feature that you can draw money out of your 401k in the year you turn 55 if you retire in that year starting in that year and you still have to pay tax on that money but you don't have to uh you're not subject to the 10 percent early withdrawal penalty now here's a question and i just had this and likely the it's a it's a friend and typically he listens to the program what if you uh, what if you retire or you're let go or your job is eliminated, something like that, in December, uh, you know, even the middle of December, and, um, and, and then the next year is the year you turn 55? No, still can't access it. Still can't access it. it that, that doesn't qualify. It's not, you've got to actually retire. You've got to be done working in the year you turn age 55 with that employer, not just wait until you're age 55. That's exactly right. And that, that is different. I mean, um, if, if you retire uh, before age 59 and a half and you just wait a while to start drawing, there's, you know, there's not going to be a, a penalty as long as you get past that 59 and a half age. But 55, this is a retirement age, not a I've reached this age That's type right. of a rule. That's right. And there, there is a, even an exception to that, a little-known exception to that. Mm-hmm. So it's the, actually the age is 50 if you work in federal law enforcement, federal firefighting, customs, border protection, or air traffic control. Interesting. That is interesting. They have some unique rules in, in some of these fields where they essentially require that you retire by certain ages. And uh, I, I don't know if it's just the stress of the job or mm-hmm. uh, physical demands or what, but there are some unique industries or fields out there that introduce some Yeah, some it seems roles. like we're making the case to not go it alone. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this this is where if I thought I was going to be retiring early in any way, shape, or form, I would want to have an amazing plan for how I'm going to access these dollars. And again, the you know, the 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 401k is a little bit like the Hotel California. You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Or I, as I say, it's a lobster trap, right? The money goes in, but it can't get out. And so you have to have a great plan for how. what is the exit strategy for the 401k. And that's a big component of a, of a retirement plan if I'm retiring early. I don't know how many people still know the Hotel California reference. I mean, it's just like it's pretty soon that's going to be oldies. Yeah, but the, 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 the newbies are listening to the oldies. My, oh, yeah. my kids have said, Dad, I love the 80s music. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, you're putting all that garbage in your head, too? So, so here's, here's the thing. Let's, let's just run through a scenario. You, you wait until you're, you know, the year you turn 55 and retire or you're 56 or whatever, and you say you got a million bucks in your 401k. All right, well, these, these weird guys on the Wise Money Show said, I can draw that money out and live on it and avoid the 10% penalty. I still have to pay the tax. So therefore, I'll leave my million bucks in there. No, I'd work with your certified financial planner, see how much money 
do you anticipate drawing out and needing to live on between the, that retirement date and age 59 and a half? Leave that amount in your 401k and probably cut a thicker slice. Be a little conservative like Josh said. Everything else above that, you can roll over to an IRA. You can start you know, getting some diversified investment strategies, adjusting um, what you're you know, exposed to, maybe laying out a full personal pension plan, something like that, doing more with your investment strategy. And you can roll those dollars over to an IRA. So this isn't all or nothing. OK, right. and I'd be I'd be mindful of that because it is I mean, you certainly have to look at all six areas of your financial life when you're wanting to retire. But this is one where you've got to look at where you have to look at your cash flow, what your needs are, what your tax picture will be, because if you just say, well, I need five grand a month, therefore, I'll, I'll just do the math and multiply that out. And that's how much I'll keep in my 401k. But you're not accounting for the taxes. And then all of a sudden, you've got to cover the taxes by drawing money out of your IRA. Well, that withdrawal now is going to be taxed and penalized. So there's a way to structure this working with your certified financial planner, but you got to make sure you're covering all six areas. That's right, because the mistakes that you make here may be felt in one of the other areas of your financial life. You pull the wrong money out and suddenly it's having an impact on what you pay in health insurance premiums or pay in taxes. Mm -hmm. It can have an impact on just your overall cash flow. So if you don't, have don't children make, at home, it could affect what kind of child tax credits you're getting. Okay, I thought or you were going to go to financial aid. That, yeah, yep. come on. All right, so we've got, there's few other choices, plus a little bit more here on the 401k. So we've got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. You're retiring early, and, and early, that's a subjective, it's a relative term. What's that mean? Uh, well, if you're before, if you're retiring before age 59 and a half, that means something to the IRS because that means you can only access your tax shelter retirement account with a 10% penalty or not if you apply some of these exceptions. We're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Check us out, wisemoneyshow.com. Then all over social media, search the Wise Money Show. Follow us there. All right, so one of the exceptions, if you, if you happen to retire in the year you turn 55 or after, and your plan allows for you to take withdrawals at that time, then you can draw money out of your 401k and avoid the 10% penalty. So here's the issue. You've been bouncing around with jobs and you've got a whole bunch of money in IRAs from old retirement accounts, okay? But your new 401k, your current 401k with your current employer only has, let's say, 50,000 in it, 75,000. And that, and now you're gonna retire. You say, that's, that's not enough. I, I need more than that to draw out um, between the time I retire and 59 and a half. Again, work with your certified financial planner. Their, their job, your CFP's job is to give you clarity and confidence, but also creativity. So in that situation, you'd look and say, well, does your current retirement plan, does your current 401k allow for incoming rollovers? If so, figure out how much additional you need to add to that 401k and do a partial rollover from your IRA into that 401k. So presto, all of a sudden you've got enough money in that 401k 
and you can draw out of that, pay the tax on it, and avoid the 10% penalty. So a little creative planning there can get you where you're trying to go. I love it. Sounds good? I love it. All right, so what about that IRA? Okay, we just talked about if you've got a 401k and you're planning ahead before you retire, you can transition some of that IRA into the 401k. Let's say you don't have a 401k. Let's say you only have a simple IRA or maybe your 401k doesn't allow for this type of withdrawal at, at age 55 or beyond, and all you have is IRA. Do Can you access your IRA without the 10% penalty before age 59 and a half? There are ways to do it. You give up some flexibility in the process of implementing some of these ideas, though. Um, there, there's an entire section of the Internal Revenue Code. If you felt really nerdy, you could start digging into Section 72T. And that's where they list out these exceptions to the 10% penalty. And one of them that applies to IRAs uniquely is the ability to do a series of equal periodic payments. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? SEPP. And uh, this is essentially where you say, hey, I'm retiring before age 59 and a half. I need some money to live off of. I'm not going to be working anymore. I want to access my IRA and start drawing an income stream off of this over a period of time. You've got to continue that even um, at least to age 59 and a half, or I believe it's, is it five years? Five years, yeah. Um, so once you start it, you're kind of locking yourself in and committing yourself to keeping this going, even if you were to go back to work or something. Yep. So you, you got to be careful about the, the tax planning on this because you're creating certain income streams that we're gonna, that they're going to land on your tax return, whether you have this other income or not. And it matters how the money is invested because if you're taking a certain income stream off of a pool of money and the value of that money diminishes dramatically, you're, you, it's quite possible you deplete it. And you might be thinking, the investments aren't going to diminish dramatically. The Fed just prints money and stocks only go up. I just had to put my hands over my face just because, I mean, in 08, yeah. we saw a few folks that in 2005, 2006 were, yeah, this makes sense. And I'm going to do substantially equal periodic payments. I'm ready to retire and all of this. And then in fall of 08 and early 09, the investments just plummeted. And they were forced to continue to take money out when share prices were significantly lower. And and tragically, in some cases, we've seen stories where they ran out of money yeah. in the account. And and actually, and I don't remember when it was in that time period. That was a there was quite the fog of war going on mm-hmm. uh, during that time period. But they did a the, the the federal government allowed for a one time adjustment to that. Yeah. But I, I that's you do not want to. That is not. You don't want that to be part of your strategy. Right. Like, hey, it, uh, I'm going to be aggressive, and in the event that it doesn't work, the federal government's going to bail me out with money they don't have. Mm-hmm. So this is this is where I would just be really super careful. The other thing that you can do is, and again, you know, to quote a client that I met with yesterday as I was drawing all this stuff up on the whiteboard, and they were looking, and they were hanging in, and she was asking great questions for a while, and then... She finally just looked at me and said, "You guys are just going to handle all this stuff for us, right?" Yeah. And I and I said, "Yes, yes, ma'am, we are, um, because we we we're as financial nerds, we love this stuff. Yeah. But really, one of the ideas is to say, hey, listen, if you've got a, a, a pool of IRA money, you can you can slice it and take part of your IRA 
and, and put it over here and take your substantially equal periodic payments out of that pool and then have another pool that you don't touch whatsoever. This, mm-hmm. this is so confusing because in lots of cases, there's tax laws where it aggregates your IRAs. You can't just slice them up and have some rules apply to this package over here, but not to this package over here. Um, but the substantially equal periodic payments, SEPP IRA, not to be confused with SEP IRA, right? That alone should just make right. your head spin. Um, they allow you to put a SEPP on one IRA and not on the on the rest of it. So so in that situation, going back, I just want to review because it's it's confusing. If you've got a 401k and it allows for this uh, that special treatment and you retire in the year you're turning 55, presto, you're good. You just draw the money out of the 401k, pay tax on it, uh, you know, but avoid the 10% penalty. But if you're going to retire before age 55 or you don't have a, a 401k that has this option, then you're looking at maybe your IRA and you've got to work with your certified financial planner to see if this SEPP is a, an appropriate strategy for you. And then there's guys, if I remember correctly, there's three ways to do the calculation. Basically, you've got to calculate using an IRS approved method and, and gosh, you've got to show proof and it's all, oh, oh, it's, it, it's crazy. And based on that, that calculation, say, I promise, I hereby solemnly swear to withdraw this exact amount, not a penny less or a penny more from this account for the uh, uh, until I reach age 59 and a half or for five years, whichever is longer. longer right? Okay. No matter what changes um, till death do us part. Okay. And, and so, and then you've got to make sure you're accounting for taxes and withholding and all of that. And then your other IRA, you know, for the, the, the money that you didn't do this SEPP with, you could also take money out of there. It's just going to be taxed and penalized. So most times, you would structure it so that you leave that money there and invest that maybe for long-term growth and your the SEPP IRA is more conservative and you promise to take that withdrawal and withhold appropriate taxes. It, it feels more risky for, for some reason to me right now to get yourself locked in and obligated to take these withdrawals simply because of not knowing what kind of curveballs the economy and the investment world is going to throw at you. So to, to Kevin's point, I think choosing wisely how you structure these investments so you're not exposed to too much fluctuation um, is a big deal. And there's so many financial planning concepts that, that come into play here, Josh. As you said, manage your income because it may affect what you pay for health insurance. But the other concepts are, hey, listen, early on when you get started, make sure you're building diversified tax shelters so that you have other options. Yeah. I mean, what a geeky concept, but we love it. I mean, here again is where you're not going to want to go it alone. Talk to a certified financial planner. There's more to this one. And then there's a few more exceptions and options. We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Should you consider a substantially equal periodic payment plan with your with your IRA as as kind of a combination to getting access to your dollars or a strategy to get access to your dollars if you retire early, or does that sort of paint you into the corner? 
We're going to talk about that and more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. That and a lot more content. So go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, follow us there. Okay, so we talked about the ability, the 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 unique ability to get access to your 401k the year if you retire in the year you turn age 55 or beyond. Um, and you can access the dollars. It's taxable, but you avoid the 10% penalty. With the IRA, you've got a, a few options. I mean, you could die. Oh, then take well, that choice. Yeah. You could be disabled. <laughs> um, you could use 10 grand for a first time home buyer. You could use, um, get some access for college tuition, blah, you know, but, but it's not all that stuff doesn't have, it's a little, not retirement. It's not retirement access, focus. Right? Yeah. Retirement focus. How do you get around that that ten uh, percent penalty? The really the only option with IRAs is this SEPP, substantially equal periodic payments. And we had a little bit of interesting content there, um, uh, bonus content on the YouTube channel. And, and let's just air it out now um, that once you make that choice, so so let's pretend that you're one of the early individuals impacted by the shutdowns and the coronavirus, okay? And let's say your job was eliminated or reduced or whatever, early February or mid-February 2020, and you're trying to tread water, but unemployment's just, you know, a, a meager 300 and some dollars a month or a week, you're not getting much there, and you're trying to make ends meet, but you can't. And it's late February or early March, and you're like, I can't do this. And you work with your certified financial planner and say, I have to get access to this money. And they say, well, the only way to do it and avoid the penalty is this. You got to sign up for this substantially equal periodic payment. You say, fine, I got to do it. Let's do it. And then a couple weeks later, the rules change. And the IRS says, nope, or Congress says, nope, you can do a coronavirus-related distribution and all this stuff. You're stuck. You're stuck. And while I, especially going through the pandemic, while I look and say, well, the government imposed this shutdown and therefore maybe that's justified to change the rules. I do hate the idea that rules change all the time Yep. because for those of you that make decisions based on today's rules and then the rules change, you you might have made the wrong choice. Yeah, right? but that it, it's, it's it, crazy. It is part of the game, though. It's like complaining about the ref. I mean, it's has, where has that ever gotten you? Besides throwing out of the game. Throwing folks. out of the game. Back <laughs> okay. to the car. Right. Okay. So so anyway, so just know that you're locked in. And then if if you're if you if you go back to work, right, you, you can't stop this. Now you've got a lot of income. Say you don't go back to work, but you now need health insurance. Cobra's run out. And you're looking at your options and you say, Well, gosh, if my income was just a little bit lower, I'd qualify for a significant premium tax credit where my health insurance would be basically nothing. Oh, I wish I didn't have all this income coming in, but I, but I do, I'm just over that threshold and therefore I got to pay more for my health insurance, right? You, you, financial planning is all about getting prepared. So you've got lots of choices and then working with your, so lots of options, working with your CFP, then to select the great option among hopefully a series of good. And the SCPP, the Substantially Equal Periodic Payment, is really about eliminating all options. Okay, I got to do this. Well, that's, that's the thing. We were talking at the break that most of the time we've ever seen clients actually in the real world use this series of equal periodic payments as a way to avoid a 10% penalty on getting money out of their IRAs. 
is when they've kind of exhausted all other options. They're, they're kind of backed into a corner. Or your example from the pandemic, people who feel like they just don't have any choice, they've got to have money to live, and they feel like they need to retire before maybe they were, they were intending. And that's why um, it, it is so important to be working with a certified financial planner, because maybe you're in your 30s right now, and there could be things you're doing today to create those opportunities or options in the future so that you don't get yourself backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. And and those who are feeling like, yeah, you know what, I need to retire. It's I'm not age 59 and a half, but I need to be done or, or I, I want to be done. You have to pause and stress test this idea. The, the idea that you're going to retire now and be able to live 40 years or more in retirement on the assets that you've accumulated. And yes, is the very first thing you're going to do as your retirement action, get yourself locked into a, a game plan that you can't change. Your certified financial planner should be helping you look under every rock, look for other options or other choices that give you flexibility. And if you are going to move forward with a plan, know that it's going to work because you've already, you've already run the forecast. You've already looked at this from every angle and you have confidence when you do it. That's exactly right. And just, just, just know the forecast isn't, well, on my 401k statement, it said I was ready or yeah. uh, I did some quick calculator, it said I was ready. No. Okay. Let's go back to this, um, this tax diversification idea and preparing getting ready, giving yourself options intentionally as you're preparing for retirement to say, hey, one day I might need to access some money when tax laws say that it's not favorable to do so. What are my options? And the third way to get access to dollars before age 59 and a half and avoid the 10% penalty could be to raid the cookie jar. I don't like this option. You can actually dip into your Roth IRA and get some money out penalty-free, even tax-free. Yeah, and the macro and the big picture, I'd want you to think of two ways to save money. One is tax-favored and one is not tax-favored. So then the tax-favored separates into a couple of different options. We, we, we've thought about things in terms like this before. One option is I have before-tax money, money that I've never paid taxes on, that's growing tax-deferred, and I'll have to pay tax on all of that. And there are some places where I can have after-tax money that I've invested, so think Roth. So the first, the the pre-tax growing tax-deferred, I'll pay tax on all of it. Think of that as kind of a traditional, and the other is Roth. I take after-tax money, it grows tax-deferred, and all of that is tax-free if I take it outright. Mm-hmm. So, but I would have access when you think about Roth, I would have access to my basis as long as it's been around in, in there. Uh, well, basis I have access yeah. to immediately, yeah, immediately. But, but the other pieces, there there's some complexity that we, we wouldn't go into here. So basis, what is that? You have access to your contributions yes. in, into your, in, that you put into your Roth. So, I mean, I, I don't want you to do this if you're retiring early because Personally, I mean, your retirement's going to last decades. So I want that money, including that those contributions, your basis, sitting in that Roth, growing compound interest. That's tax-free. But if you're in a pickle, okay, 
uh, and you need to get access to some dollars, just know you could. This might be hitting the easy button, although it might not be the best option. Just know that you could access the basis in your Roth. I got an email from a buddy uh, earlier this week who he works in education. He has a game plan to be retiring by age 55, long before his health insurance is covered by Medicare and before Social Security or anything like that. He's going to have a pension, but he's recognizing I've got this long gap that I need to fund somehow. And he's already thinking, I have a Roth that I've been adding to. I have a 403B. Uh, that's that's going to get taxed as I pull it out, but I can't before age 59 and a half. So what else can I be building? And we started talking about this third option of after-tax contributions to an account that is not tax-sheltered, mm-hmm. as you were saying, Kevin, but gives him maximum flexibility on when he uses the money and what he uses it for. There's no rules attached to this money, and it could be an intentional way to fund that those gap years for someone who is retiring early. All right, we've got a few more options for you. That more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Our own Kevin Corhorn here says he's got a curveball for me. As we're talking about the situation, you're retiring early, before age 59 and a half, and you got to get access to some money. What are your options? I, I can think of a few. Kevin says he's got some surprises. I can't wait to hear it. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the in the KFG studios, our very own Kevin Corhorn. He's here. I'm looking right at him. And Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Just search the Wise Money Show on YouTube. Okay, so we're talking about uh, if you retire early. And what's early? Well, before your half birthday of the year you <laughs> are 59. I mean, that's ridiculous. When is that going to go away, by I the mean, way? Goodness sakes. They're talking about Secure Act 2.0, moving RMD from 72 to 75. When are they going to move this rule up? I actively was looking to see if they would at least round up to 60 or something. Why 59 and a half? Nobody knows. D-U-M? D-U-M dumb. It is. (laughs) These are my favorite. I have a good friend, Matt, and we talk about our favorite dumb policies and and there's a there's a lot there's the list is growing every day (laughs) i even like for this show guys the amount of research that we do is about 30 seconds and i the i spent that 27 years yeah that's right that now that's the truth but i did look up how did they come up with age 59 and a half you want to know what the answer was what was the answer mike there is no answer there there was no reason there's no i could not find a single reason now there's probably someone that has a legacy. Their family's legacy is, yeah, our father, he suggested. <laughs> he someone lobbied said, for 59 and Someone a half. said 60, and he said, I'm 59 and a half right now. Let's make it 59 and a half. Okay. Anyway, so how do you get access to money to your retirement accounts or to your hard-earned savings before age 59 and a half, before that penalty? We've talked about the, the 401k, if it allows, in the year you turn 55, if your plane has this feature, you can retire and draw that money out. It's taxable, but you gotta but you'd avoid the 10% penalty. The basis in your Roth, that's an option. The SEPP really should be a last, an option, a last resort. So what options are in between? If you've been contributing to a 
a health savings account and because you've got a high deductible, a qualifying high deductible health plan, you've been saving into a health savings account, but you've been doing the shoebox method. And to us, that is, well, you're investing those dollars and you've been paying for your medical expenses out of pocket, just normal cash. You've been saving up all those receipts, haven't you? And your, um, your explanation of benefits, all that sort of stuff. You've got record of all this money you've paid out of pocket. You can reimburse yourself for it at any time with no tax out of your HSA. Now, would I want, would we want you to do that at age 52 or 55 or whatever? No, because I just like the Roth, that money's going to keep growing tax-free, tax, tax deferred. But would that be an option? It, it would be. Okay. So, so there again, you, there's got to be some, you don't just show up at age 55 and say, I think I'm retiring. You know what? Maybe I'll start this HSA strategy. No, you would have to be planning on this and, and at least aware that, yeah, I probably won't touch this for forever. But you know, one of the other reasons to do this strategy with the HSA is I could touch it if I need to. So yeah, let's do it. It, mm-hmm. it just takes some, uh, some uh, intentionality along the way. All right. What else you got, Kevin? You said you got some crazy ones. Well, I, I that may be a a, a little bit of an embellishment, but I say I say sell something. That right now it is amazing. Everything that you sell, you can really get it at. You, you can get a great price for almost anything you want to sell. Whether it's a car, it's a weight set, it's whatever you're not using, sell it. Um, liquidate uh, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, although I'm opposed to censorship, Facebook Marketplace is a place that you could do that. There are a number of different places, Craigslist, other things. Um, so there are networks out there that you can get your stuff on and sell it relatively quickly. It's amazing to me um, how I've seen that happen. Um, another thing that you could do is you could say, hey, I've got some money that doesn't have any tax consequences attached to it, and I could use this as cash flow. But I would, this is where, again, you want to be working with your certified financial planner. That might be just enough money to pay something off and free up significant cash flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, hey, I'm going to draw down this pile of money, um, I'm going to use this, exchange this pile of money for, a, a, for reducing my cash flow needs. Yeah. Another idea that I've seen in, in practical use is there are people that have inherited IRA dollars from their folks and inherited IRAs are treated differently than IRAs because the inherited IRA does not have the 10% early withdrawal penalty. Yeah, that's right. You're you're exactly right. The, um, the, the cool thing about that is that it gives you access to what otherwise would have been just taxable and penalized money. And because you inherited it, now you don't get to plan an inheritance, and right, you, uh, you the timing is going to happen when the timing is going to happen. But if that is an asset that you have in in your arsenal, I guess tapping into that to maybe completely liquidate the thing in the early years of, of retirement is allowing you to leave other things intact and uh, postpone when you're accessing things like your own Roth IRA or your own uh, retirement plan through work, that sort of thing. And it ties into an idea that Mike shared on a Wise Money Minute uh, about if you're if you inherited it from a spouse who was deceased, yep. mm. um, it would be more beneficial to you to put that in an inherited IRA than it would be to put that into. That's a really good point it, that we don't hit on the show very often. That if if your spouse passed away and left. You know, you, 
the 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 default is that you're going to inherit money from your spouse in their IRA, their Roth IRA. You can merge that in and just make it your own, mm-hmm. or you can and and then you can add to it if you want to. It, you can treat it as if it's always been your own, or you can set it up as an inherited IRA, also known as a beneficial distribution account, and that gives you maybe some different flexibility, as you're mentioning. Yeah, and people say, well, wait a minute, though, you have you have to take that money out over ten years, not if you're a spouse. That's right. There's five exceptions to that 10-year rule mm-hmm. in a spouse um, of the original owner of the account. That's one of the exceptions. And if you leave it as a as an inherited IRA for the benefit of you, the, the spouse, um, you, can, you can take just a required minimum distribution and stretch those withdrawals over your entire life. Take out as much as you want, but you've got to take out at least a little bit each and every year. And when you do that, that's taxable. It's not penalized. So again, why would you do this? Say your spouse passes away when you're age 50. And if you say, well, I'm going to take their 401k or their IRA and turn it into mine, you can't access it. Otherwise, it's penalty. But if you need to access it, you wouldn't want to do that. You'd leave it as an inherited IRA. And I believe, guys, I believe there's even a way to title that account in such a way that, I, and, and I've got the language here, haven't done it, just very careful. There's still, I'm, let's just say it's still in the research phase, but deceased, um, in a, a deceased for the benefit of a certain way of titling it, that inherited account, where you as a spouse can take your required minimum distribution and then at age 59 and a half, then you can move it into your own name. Interesting. Yeah. So you get the best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. If you moved it into your own name, then You're, you have the ability to do Roth conversions at yes, that point. Yes, but the most important thing is then that required minimum distribution would stop. You have full flexibility. Right. And so now don't quote me on this. I've heard that from one source, and it's a creditable, it's a credible source. Creditable. Does it sound like <laughs> Medicare? Uh, it's a credible source. I just, we're still in the, the, the um, confirmation phase. Looking for it in writing. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay, so what are your other options? This one's tricky. What about uh, you, 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 you take an old 401k loan and then jump out the plane? Now, if you take a big 401k loan, the rules last year were different. You could draw a 401k loan, if your plan allows loans, of, of up to $100,000 or 100% of your 401k, all right, whichever, whichever is lower. And those rules stopped, I believe it was last September or last year, okay? And now it's back to 50% or 50 grand, whichever is lower. But the question you've got to figure out is, will that money become taxable to you as soon as you retire? Most of them, the money won't be taxable to you until you roll the account over to your IRA. Therefore, you could take a 401k loan and then go in and tell your boss, hey, I'm, I'm retiring, by the way. And if your plan allows, this would be tricky, okay? If your plan allows, you'd be able to get that money and then you'd just have to make payments and, and so on to your loan while you're not working. Now, that's very creative, does not apply to most people, does not apply to everyone, even if you have a loan, but it could be. But that's the key. Will they let you keep making payments back on that loan after you've left the employer? Exactly. Not every plan lets you do that. Some say the whole plan is due, or the, the whole loan amount is due um, you know, it has to be paid back immediately. And if you don't, 
it's treated as a distribution, which is tax and penalized. And penalize, uh, penalty applies. Now, back in the day when uh, when Josh and I first started, they didn't even have that option. Like when you were done, you, you, there was no way to make a loan, a, a 401k loan payment that wasn't coming through your paycheck. So if your paycheck stopped, you're done. Well, nowadays they're changing these rules. So I'm embarrassed that you're referring in, in our career to back in the day. Yeah. We're, we're that old. We are. Yeah. Wow. I got the bald spot to prove it. You guys are. <laughs> you guys are old <laughs> and, as the hills and twice as dusty. And then, you know, there's the, there's an opposite idea to what Kevin shared. And and he said, well, you could free up your 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 cash flow need by paying off some debt. Yeah. Yep, you could. But you could do the opposite as well. And again, this isn't, you know, it's not recommended for everyone. But if you're looking and saying, well... Uh, I just need access to cash for a certain period of time, and then the rules open up, and I'm allowed to get access to the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. Well, you could pull dollars from a home equity line of credit. You, you could use leverage, okay? And this is one of the reasons why we would tell you when you've got equity, and I would say over 20%, and typically over 30%, then just get a home equity line of credit open, okay? Okay. Um, because while you have income, while the sun is shining, the bank says, yeah, no problem. We'll give you that line of credit. Great. But if you retire and then you say, gosh, I don't really want to touch this money, taxes and penalty. You know what? Let me open that line of credit. The bank's going to say, okay, uh, can I get your last couple pay stubs? You're like, uh, I I retired. Oh, you don't have any income. Yeah, no, I don't. Well then we can't give you a line of credit. What are you talking about? The house is worth all this. They say, no. Yeah, I've seen that a number of times. We're right up to, typically it's a normal retirement, but even if it's in your 50s, if you've got a small credit card, a car payment, a a mortgage, and other things, if you're working, you can refinance that and lower your payment by a thousand or thousands of dollars a month. Yeah. Yep. So that would be a scenario where you're looking and saying, all right, where are my options? Okay, I'll set up an SEPP. I've got some cash over here. And then let me get access to some of the equity in my house just to get me through these few years until I can get access to the whole thing. And then I can shore that up. So work with your certified financial planner on any of those options. I mean, that's it. If you're looking to retire early, you've got to have a plan and someone who's guiding you through these, especially someone who knows the tax code. So, all right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.